Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah Waliya salihin Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh Khatam al-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen Allahumma salli wa sallam Ala abdika wa rasulika muhammad Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Ajma'in wa ba'd Fa ya ibadullah Attaqullah haythu ma kuntum Wa yuqul al-haq subhanah أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله والتندوا نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم أولئك هم الفاسقون All praises are due to Allah, Lord of the worlds and I bear witness that Allah is the friend and protector of the righteous. And I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his servant, his last messenger. May Allah always constantly send peace and blessings to Muhammad, to his family, to his companions, to all those who establish his sunnah, to establish his lifestyle to the day of judgment. As to what follows, I begin by reminding you of the importance of taqwa, and that we should have the consciousness of Allah everywhere we are. Not just on special occasions, not just in special seasons or special months, but every waking moment of our life. We should recognize that there is one mighty in power. There is one who has ultimate control over all things. And Allah has revealed in his glorious book, O you who believe, have the consciousness of Allah and let every soul look to what it put forward for tomorrow and fear Allah. Surely Allah is well aware of all that you do. And be not as those who forgot Allah and so he made them forget themselves. Surely they are the disobedient ones. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to us with the concept of consciousness of His Majesty, Al Khawfa Raja, that we fear Allah, we hope in the mercy of Allah. But we should think about what we are doing not only for today, but for the future. We have to reflect upon the past, no doubt about it. Don't forget the past, because the past affects what's happening today. But we don't just live for today. We have to live with the understanding of the past to project to the future. And Allah Azza wa Jal, having power over all things, has been so merciful to us in giving us not only the last messenger, but the final testament, the final book. A book that was not specially made for one group of people. The other books were made for particular nations and tribes. But this final revelation was meant for all people at all times. And so even today, as we are nearing the end of 2022, it is relevant to us now on the ground. 
And recently a brother approached me to remind him of the divine survival program. Because we are in an existential situation. The struggle that we are in is not just a struggle of aradi wa hudud. It is not just land and borders. But the real struggle is aqidah wa wujud. The real struggle is faith. The struggle for the belief in Allah. The struggle to stand in front of secularism and materialism. And wujud, existence, existential. And there are people, billah, enemies of the Creator who are planning and hoping to put us out of existence. They don't want any Islam. They don't want any Adhan. They don't want any Salat. And they won't stop until they get it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the tools. Allah has given us divine formulas within the book that if we would read the book, not just for tilawah, not just for recitation, but read it for tadabbur, ta'ammul, that you reflect upon it, that you think deeply in the words. Because inside of all of these words are messages to us. They are signposts. They are literally formulas for us to save us from the plots and plans of the evil one. And alhamdulillah, I thought with this brother about the divine program, a 10-point survival program that Allah has engineered into the text of the Quran itself. 10-point survival program that if we could take these tools if we could enrich and strengthen ourselves with this divine way of looking at things, then our protection would become stronger and stronger and stronger. And Allah Azza wa Jal has told us in Surah Al-Shura verse 36, A'udhu billahi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to us in speaking about the world that we are living in. And think of the hayat dunya now. Think of the material world and the level that people are reaching now, material and the fitna, the tribulations and trials that is surrounding us in the material world. Allah told us, so whatever you are given, that is only a provision of the life of this world, but that which is with Allah is better and more lasting for those who believe and rely on their Lord. So whatever you get in this world, it's temporary. 
But whatever is with Allah, that is abqa, that will remain. But there are certain conditions. And the verses continue. And those who avoid the major sins and indecencies, and whenever they are angry, they forgive. And those who respond to their Lord and establish prayer, and their rule is to take counsel among themselves, and those who spend out of what we have given them, and those who when a great wrong is done to them, they defend themselves. A 10-point program of survival that we could try to put some of these qualities. Think about these areas alone. And there is great survival in them. And that is when we look at the divine flow of these verses, it begins by telling us, number one, the recognition of the hayat dunya and Allah told us, that the life of this world is nothing but material deception. So once we can recognize that, then we won't get caught up in dreaming about the lotto. And the lottery can make us rich in this life. Or dreaming about having that which we didn't earn with our sweat and our toil. That understanding would help us to realize that the next life, that is the eternal life. That this life is a temporary one. It is one of trials, tests, and struggling. But the next life is the real life. They would describe those who passed away. That when that person dies, when the transition uh, happens, then that person has really woken up to the world. Now they're alive. Now they're in the real struggle and not the temporary one. But this understanding has conditions to it. Point number two. There are conditions to have this understanding. And that is those who believe and depend upon Allah. Al-Iman wa tawakkul ala Allah. Two important qualities, your faith and dependence upon the creator of the heavens and the earth. And Allah told us about Iman. Allahu waliyuladina amanu, yukhurijuhum min adhulumati ilanur. That Allah is the friend and protector of those who believe. He takes them out of darkness and puts them into light. Think about this with the darkness that surround us in this material world. And tawakkul, tawakkul is so important that we, if we ultimately depend upon the Creator, anxiety goes away, blood pressure comes down. When the birds wake up, I was looking out the window today, there are still squirrels that are here. And these squirrels wake up and they go outside. They are searching for their risk, for their provisions. Did they check online to see if the department store, if Metro is open? No. They depend on the Creator. And they put the effort in and they go out into the life of this world. And so tawakkul ala Allah 
as one of the conditions for the consciousness that we need. The third point is Ijtinab al-Kaba'ir, and that is to stay away from the major sins. Ijtinab al-Kaba'ir. Look how deep this verse is. Abdullah ibn Abbas said that the Kaba'ir, the major sins, is not just seven, because people would generally think about Sabal Mubiqat, that there are seven great sins. He said it's really around 70, 70 major sins. And major sins are those which are very difficult to come out of. We know that from the seven kabair, the mubiqat, we know that there is a shirk billah, was siha. There is polytheism. And there is magic, siha. Many people, even in our own community, they still depend upon magic. If they get afraid, they will go to the sahir. They will go to the magician. Or they think that the magician has power. Also, there is akl riba taking the interest in usury. Akl al-mal al-yatim, taking the, the, the wealth of orphans. These are major sins. وَقَتْلُ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ That you will kill innocent people. And that is something that the Muslim world needs to consider now. Because as long as innocent people are dying and are languishing in our prisons in the Muslim world, how can we expect to stand in the face of kufr and shirk? Also, running from the battlefield, running when the evil comes, we run as cowards. And finally, from the seven mubiqat, there is blaming innocent Muslim women of immorality. This is a serious thing, and we have to respect the honor and dignity of the women of Islam. Point number four, from the ten-point divine program for survival, in these times, ijtinab al-fawahish, staying away from immorality. And that is so much in our face today. It is so much around us and we should recognize the importance of haya. That the Prophet even said that modesty, al-haya, in al-haya min al-iman, it is part of your faith to be modest. And for those who become immodest, and today, many people, because of the media, they want to be immodest. They want to be rude. They want to show their body. The Prophet ﷺ had told us clearly, If you don't have haya, if you don't have modesty, then do what you want to do. In other words, you're capable of doing anything. So this is a very important point to teach our children. There is nothing wrong with lowering your gaze. There's nothing wrong with wearing loose clothing, protecting your body. You are not a weakling. You are actually a noble person compared to the ones who live a life of nakedness and filth. And so, Point number four is a crucial one that we need to workshop and we need to have 
formulas and solutions for our younger generation in this life and death struggle that we are in. Point number five, when they are angry, when emotions come up, when they are provoked, at that point, they forgive. Look at that quality that Allah is saying, that when your emotions come up, when you're really angry, now you should be ready to forgive people, not take revenge. Revenge for some people, even in our ummah, it's part of the religion. I've even seen, you know, uh, very pictures and people who are going to the grave and the first thing they say is not just may Allah forgive him, it is intiqam, revenge. So revenge becomes the most important quality of their life. But it's forgiveness is what we need. And this is crucial. How many times have families broken up because one will not forgive the other? How many times masjids, Islamic centers, because anger, ego comes in, the masjid splits. But the ones who can forgive, the ones who have taken the highest ground, they will be the survivors, insha'Allah. And number six, al-istijaba lillah. And that is that we respond to Allah. We respond when we hear something from the Quran, something from the Sunnah. We respond to it. We want to try to do it. If we, even if we don't fully understand it. But if it was done by Rasulullah we will try to do this thing. Like the baby responds to its mother. That's a, a natural responding to the word of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet Number seven from the 10-point divine program, it is iqamatu salat and that is to establish prayers. That we don't just make prayers because we're forced to, it's a rhythm of life. When that becomes a rhythm of life, it is a key point for survival in the hayat dunya And number eight, which is a very critical point, and it's actually the name of this chapter. It is wa amruhum shura bainahum shura, mutual consultation. That the believers take shura on all levels. Our families, we need shura. Parents come together with the youth. Different parts of our extended family, shura. Communities need shura. That we hear the opinion of other people. It is so critical on all levels of Muslim society. Even on our nation states, one of the reasons why people were young people, especially running in the streets, in what they call the Arab Spring, which turned into a disaster. But when they ran in the streets, it was natural and they said that the people want the system to come down. Why? No shura. They have no say. They don't feel they're part of society. And so on all levels within the Muslim world, shura is so important to us in our survival as believers in this world. And number nine, that that which Allah has given to us, we freely spend of it. We see money and wealth as amana. It is a trust. And if this 
community, if we pooled our resources together, then we would have our rights here in Ontario and in Canada. The politicians would look to us to give us our rights instead of taking it away from us. The wealth that we had, when it can be put together in a positive way, it can have such an amazing result. And the final point, those who when oppression hits them, when evil strikes them, they are not coward. They stand up and defend themselves. They take a stand. And that is required in Muslims here in this country and around the world today. You can no longer hide with your Islam. We can no longer bury our head in the sand as they say like an ostrich that puts its head in the sand but the whole body is exposed. We have to take a stand and pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the courage to stand and to die for the truth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to survive this hayatid dunya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put these qualities, these divine qualities into our lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise up a generation of the youth with these divine qualities. May Allah give this understanding to the leaders of Islam throughout the Muslim world. And may Allah unite the believers around the world. We have it inside of us. We have unity inside of us. We all wanted Morocco to win. There's something inside of us. May Allah give us that unity, not just in football, but in everything that we do. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for the wrongs that we have done, for we know not what we do. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum wa lisa'ili muslimina min kulli dhanbin istaghfiru innahu huwa ghafurur rahim.